What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Vildiata Podcast. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I know y'all is out there like, Deville, Deville, what happened, man? Where you been? You haven't dropped anything. You haven't given us anything, man. You let us down. Relax. I'm going to explain to you, man. I know. I've been on a little self-imposed hiatus, and there's a couple reasons. You know, first and foremost, it's the end of the year. And when you've been doing it consistently, multiple shows per week for the whole year, you know, you start to feel that burnout. And things that got kind of slow, stories, news that got kind of slow, wasn't really much going on to sell sports. So I kind of slowed down. And then on top of that, I've been dealing with some issues, family issues, you know, and. Um, well, I wasn't dealing with him. <laughs> I wasn't really dealing with him. I just kind of pushed him to the side, kind of, um, how you say, uh, buried my feelings or whatnot. And it led to, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something real. I'm going to share it with you guys for a minute. I had something, something, well, I still have something going on. And it got to the point where I was just kind of ignoring it and pushing on and pushing on. Because DeVille has two ways that he deals with things. One, DeVille either just goes head on, full-fledged, forward. You know, put his head down and just bury himself into something so that they can forget about whatever's going on. Or just completely ignore and push to the side whatever the situation is. So I did a combination of both. I pushed it to the side and I, you know, dove head on into my work and, and whatnot and, and tried to kind of ignore the situation. On top of the family issues, you know, there was issues with my career to where, you know, being reassigned and all types of stuff was going on. So it was just like, man, what I really needed was a break and I wasn't taking it. So that led to me just feeling, I got to a point where I was just feeling exhausted all the time. And I thought at that point where, what was it, like a week, maybe two weeks ago, where I just kind of did that last show and just didn't do anything else. I felt at that point, I was like, maybe if I just stop recording, get a little bit more rest, I'll feel better. So that's what I did. And so I just stopped doing shows um, for what was it the week before the last show i did i believe was i did the weight speed queen that may have been the last show that i did i hadn't checked <laughs> but i did i know i did the weight speed queen and i don't think i did anything since i may have did uh, growing up to feel di i think i did but either way didn't do anything i know the whole week of christmas and this and uh yeah so whatever so I thought that would help out, but it didn't. It didn't. And it really all just came to a head. This past weekend, going into this past weekend, 
uh, got a phone call and it was a good phone call it was it was you know positive you know but then the phone call kind of triggered triggered something in me to where I just had to take the time to stop and deal with the issue internally you know what I mean so you know I had to spend some time with myself thinking you know readjusting certain things and thought patterns and letting the emotions out you know what I mean had to cry a little bit uh you know that whole go through that whole spectrum of emotions to regather myself you know what I mean to deal with it and, and to clear my mental up like I was supposed to they had to it's a big sports weekend in Atlanta you had the Peach Bowl you had um the Javante Davis championship bout that I was supposed to be at I was actually supposed to go to that fight and somebody asked me what DeVille thinks about the Javante Davis Gamboa fight and relax because I'm gonna tell you but first I'm <laughs> I'm gonna take you through, down this rabbit hole so you know what I mean I was supposed to go to that fight but I didn't because I just wasn't I was after that phone call I was just to a point where I just wasn't feeling it it was just like I can't just keep ignoring this and just keep moving I gotta deal with this so in the great words of Nana Mimo, whatever you call your elders your, your ancestors I sat my ass down I sat my ass down took the time out to deal with myself personally and you know work my way through the situation and I would like to just take this moment as we're going into the new year getting ready to go into 2020 to just advise people and tell people, hey, man, anything that you're dealing with emotionally, psychologically, make sure that this is the year. Don't even wait for the new year to flip, even though it's in a couple of days. Make sure this is the year that you deal with it. You just deal, start to deal better with your emotions and gather your emotions and work through those things instead of burying them because, you know, a lot of times it leads to a breakdown. And... I can wholeheartedly say, like, we're going into Friday. Friday going into Saturday, it was just it was just rough. It was a rough evening, and I went to bed early, and still woke up exhausted. My anxiety kicked in. I couldn't get any rest. I got up early that morning, and just left the house. I just had to get out instead of letting it turn into a situation to where I would be dealing negatively with my family, displacing that energy. The pain I was feeling at the time, I just got myself up and I was like, I'm leaving. I left the house early Saturday morning. It's like, look, I'm about to go. Left, went to the barbershop. <laughs> because that was like, that's like a place of solitude in the community, in the melanated community. Went to the barbershop, had some good conversations, you know, then went out to a couple um, stores, Best Buy, PetSmart, you know, just went to a couple different places just giving myself time to be alone time to think and came home that afternoon watched a little bit of the peach bowl and you know laid on the couch fell asleep boom i was out i was out slept good slept real real good <laughs> doing a large part of that football game then i woke up in time to uh for the fight because the fight I didn't go to the fight 
My friends went to the fight. I didn't even go, but I, I, I got Showtime. So, you know, the fight was on Showtime. I have Showtime. I didn't even go to get a bottle. You know, normally on the weekend, I got me a whole bottle of whiskey, old bottle of Maker's Mark, old bottle of Evan Williams, some Jack Daniels, something, you know. Even might even go into some cognac, you know. But this weekend, I didn't even go and get a bottle to drink. I just went to the store, grabbed me a couple of tall boys, and I was like, you know, I'm chilling. Because, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to get myself out of my own mind state to where, you know, anything might be able to tip me over the edge. So, sat back and I watched that fight. So now, the DI for the person, I'm not going to say your name because everybody doesn't like to have their name mentioned on the uh, internet or whatever. So, for the person that asked me what DeVille thought about the Davis Gamboa fight. The whole fight. So I'm, I'm going to start with the fight as a whole. Right. Not just that fight. But the whole event. First and foremost. I think that the second fight. The light heavyweight fight. Was the most entertaining fight. Of the uh, of the whole card. The light heavyweight fight. I forget those guys names. But those guys. They went in there. And they boxed. They boxed. It wasn't a slugfest. They weren't out there just climb, trying to climb each other. It was a good boxing match. I enjoyed that light heavyweight fight. That was the best fight on the card. I, to me, that fight was more entertaining than the main than the main event. I'm not gonna sit here like I'm a boxing analyst and say, "Oh, that fight was technically was technically more sound or this or that." Not going by that. I'm going strictly off of just entertainment level. That fight was more entertaining to me than the main event was. So let's talk about the main event a little bit. By now, a lot of y'all have probably already heard about the fight and everything you had. Javante Davis against Gamboa. I don't, his first name, I'm not even sitting here and trying to pronounce it. But you had Davis versus Gamboa. Now, 100% honestly, I have never watched either one of these guys fight. So, <laughs> the, 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 let's start with the interests. The interests was kind of lackluster. Gamboa came out and the commentary, the commentary pissed me off at first. Be 100% with you. Commentary pissed me off. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the fight was in Atlanta. You had these commentators up there. They're quoting Migo lines and different Atlanta artist lines. And it was just hella corny because it was so unnatural what they were doing. The way they were trying to incorporate the Atlanta hip-hop community, hip-hop culture of Atlanta into their commentary was real weak. It was whack. And I said, if you were going to do that, you should have had someone there for what they call the, uh, I even hate, I don't even like the term. But you had somebody should have had somebody there for the color commentary to give you that edge that you wanted because they sounded real dumb with those opening statements. But then they said they were talking about Gamboa and how his interest was kind of muted and nobody, you know, basically they wasn't really cheering for Gamboa too heavy. But then Davis comes out. Davis comes out. He's got Atlanta rapper, little baby. Um whack performance 
He has a uh, uh, Casanova two times come out with him and walk to the ring. But to me, I wasn't there. I wasn't there personally. But that was one of the reasons why I did enjoy not being there because I was like, I'm looking at it from one side versus getting caught into the hype of being there in the midst of everything. So, you know, the way I see it may be different than somebody who was there with seen it, seen it. But either way, they didn't. It wasn't like people were just going nuts when Davis came out either till he got into the ring and they said his name and then you could hear a large amount of that female audience just going nuts, you know, because, you know, he's got that look. <laughs> you know, my boy, he got that look, you know what I mean? He's a sharp, he's a sharp fella, you know what I mean? So he had some fans out there. And then uh, 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 the fight, when they actually got into the fight, it was... Oh man, it was it was it was. Now I'm looking at the tail of the tape. Let's talk about the tail of the tape. What threw me off was because, like I said, I didn't, I don't follow uh, Davis or Gamboa, so I'm looking at the tail of the tape, and I see a 25 year old Davis fighting a 38 year old Gamboa, which 38 years old in boxing terms is old as shit he's fighting a guy who's pretty much over his prime so that kind of threw me into the mind state of okay this guy signed to Mayweather Davis he signed to Mayweather and you know Mayweather being still being the greatest probably uh, uh, um, defensive fighter of all times he does have kind of a history of of setting up those fights him and his camp of fighting names that look great on paper past their prime so that they have a a good draw and you know you can say statistically and on paper it looks like it should be a great fight but you know that guy's he's past the best that he was gonna be so i was like okay this looks like one of those type events where they're gonna set up the boy davis he's the new hot thing He's been out here slaughtering people. I think, like, I forget his record, but I believe every, I believe, like, every fight he's won has been by knockout, which is impressive as hell. He's out here laying people out. But either way, I'm like, okay, they set the boy up with somebody he can shine on because he's moving into a, a different weight class, a heavier weight class. And so they set him up with an easy win. The title was on the, on the line. Neither one of them had the title. So the title's on the line. That's how I was looking at it going into the fight. But after watching the fight, I was like, okay, I was kind of impressed. I was impressed on both ends. I was impressed with Gamboa, and I was also impressed with Davis. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. As I stated, man, I was impressed with both fighters, and I'm going to tell you why. So, who do we start? Let's start with Gamboa. Gamboa did lose the fight. He did come out defeated, but this is what impressed me with Gamboa. He got hurt early in the fight. Early in the fight. I don't remember what round it was. Second round, fourth round. Somewhere in there, he got hurt. 
messed up his Achilles team. We find this out after the fight. He messes up his Achilles team. He fought that whole fight with a bad Achilles tendon. Stayed in the fight. I mean, now, according to the cards, you know, the unofficial cards that they show you during the fight, he was losing pretty much the whole fight. But he was boxing with a torn or sprained or whatever Achilles, which is not a simple injury. I know this for a fact because at certain points I've injured both of my Achilles. I injured my right one the first time and I injured the left one the second time. Um, neither one of them was tear. There was minor tears and nothing where I needed surgery or anything. I was able to let them heal on their own, a tear and a sprain, Achilles. But I sit here to tell you, that's, that's no joke. And I don't, you know what I mean? I don't play ball. I don't box or any of that stuff like that. I do work out. Uh, you know, I do go to the gym three, four times a week. And, you know, for my job, I do do a lot of walking. And it was hell just walking uh, for that time, period of time. Because it takes like took me like six to eight weeks or more before my Achilles felt better. And it was hell, especially early on in that injury, that first day or two, trying to walk around. I was sitting home. I was icing it. Um, luckily, it got hurt like right before my, day, my off days, right before my weekend. So I did have a weekend to kind of rest it. But, man, that was a pain, man. And that was a type of pain that hurt even when you wasn't even doing anything. Like, just sitting on the couch with my foot up, my, my Achilles hurt. You know what I mean? So, um, but it is something that you can, depending on how severe the, 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 the Achilles injury is, it is something a lot of times you can work in and you can move around with. Like, even if y'all seen Kevin Durant, you know, initially, you know, when he had those injuries, it was just like, oh, he drops. It's over in his tour. I believe it tore the first time and then it snapped the second time. And, you know, he was still able, you know, there was videos of him. You could see him bouncing around, jumping around at certain points. And then he went out for the, during the, uh, during the, during the, was it the finals? The finals, playoffs, whatever. And then actually snapped on him. And he was out there playing on it. You know, so it is bearing on on how tough mentally you are and how well you deal with pain. It is an injury that you can kind of work around at certain points if you really want to. So this man, and I'm not going to sit here and speculate or that wasn't the right word. It don't matter. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I was looking at him during the fight and saying, hey, man, his Achilles is messed up. But looking back on it after after um, I heard it and just seeing the way, you know, when when the round would be over, how he walked back to the corner, the way he was placing his foot, thinking back on it, hindsight being 2020, I was like that. I believe it because that's the same way that I was walking on my Achilles, you know, not having a whole lot of flex in your foot, just kind of stepping without trying to put too much flex in there because every time you flex that foot either way it hurts like hell so but you can kind of step on it and keep moving so I, I had to commend him for the fact that he stayed in there as long as he did he got dropped in the late rounds um 
But he stood in there for the most of the fight, and he bo actually boxed that man. He took a lot of them punches from Davis that a lot of people couldn't take. A lot of he took punches that would have dropped a lot of people. So it made me think to myself. It made me revisit what I was thinking at the beginning of the fight, and I said, you know what? I don't think this guy was a, it's really a slouch the way I thought he was coming into the fight because the way he, even though he was losing the fight going to the unofficial card, it made me think, okay, if this guy didn't have a messed up Achilles, it probably would have been a better fight. I have, I have no reason to doubt that it wouldn't have been a better fight, that he wouldn't have put up more of a fight than he did and that's not saying that he didn't put up a good fight because he did it was a good boxing match overall um but uh um i still think that the light heavyweight fight was more exciting so then davis davis why i was impressed with davis davis hadn't been in the fight past the fourth fifth round he was not you know he's 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 out there he's knocking people out Knockout artist, how they like to call him. He's out there. He's knocking people out. And, you know, they were saying that he was wanting to show that he can actually box. You know what I mean? So, he did. He went into that deep water with uh, Gamboa. And, you know, he stood through it. He stood through it after, after hitting that man as hard as he could. Hitting that man with some of his best shots. And Gamboa not going down. That's like, as a fighter, that's when you have to dig deep. That's when you have to come up with that second game plan. And you have to say, oh, well, damn, what do I do now? He's not falling. And then you, that's when that's when the the uh, the mental comes in to where you actually going to have to, I'm going to have to box this man for the rest of this fight. And he, I feel like he did a, a pretty decent job of doing that. But um, he did seem to be a little bit gassed later in the rounds but in his post fight interview he was saying you know it looked may have looked like i was tired but you know i wasn't really tired it's just same thing what i just said when you hit a man with your heart shot and he doesn't go down you have to rethink a game plan so he said you know at that point he was just picking his punches because i think in one round he threw like 15 16 punches the whole round but it does make sense if you if if he's picking his punches because he's no he knows he's in he was gassed whether he admits it or not he was gassed he was tired and at that point is when he showed his real skill and perseverance because he knew it he knew better than to just keep trying to uh uh uh, uh press this guy to keep trying to push this guy and trying to just knock him out the way he was early in the fight because he's tired now. So now I got to pick my punches. I got to look for the best punch. I got to look for where am I going to be able to land these hard hits. And he did it. He stood after consistently winning round after round after round, according to the unofficial card. He stood in there. He gave that man his best shots. He didn't fall. He kept boxing. He kept fighting. He started picking his punches. And he was eventually able to put Gamboa on his back. So, I got a new respect for Well, I have a respect now for Davis. Because I can't say that I had respect for him before. Because, like I said, I wasn't 
following his career. I wasn't following his fights. Didn't know anything about him going into the fight to make a judgment off of. I actually watched a lot of um, YouTube videos of his fights before the fight just to kind of get myself, give myself an idea of what type of fighter he was. So I didn't have anything to go off of going into it. So now I do have a whole lot of respect for Davis. But I also have a whole lot of respect for Gamboa too because you still have to have to put in the, the factors of the fight and say, well, damn, no. At the same time where I'm giving props to Gamboa for being able to stay in that fight, even though he was losing according to the cards, for him just to be able to be in there for all those rounds, hurt and still competing, even though he was losing, competing, I have to say, well, what should he have done if he was 100%? I wonder, it makes me wonder if he had actually went into the fight with some sort of injury because he kind of he kind of fell and it doesn't take much to injure your achilles i hurt my achilles walking up a flight of stairs real talk so not even running jogging i didn't slip or anything just walking up a flight of stairs and hurt my achilles so it doesn't really take a whole lot to hurt your achilles well i don't know the state of what my achilles was in when i heard it saying well i don't know his but it makes me wonder if something was tweaked going into it but it makes me say, well, damn, well, what could he have done? Would have, should have, could have. But I still gave me some a level of respect for him for that. And then, but at the same time, I have to look at Tank like you're fighting a over the hill, 38 year old boxer who's hurt at the same time, and it took you a long time to put that man on his back. Now, is that a testimony to how good Gamboa actually is, how good, how tough, how skilled he is, how how much veteran boxing knowledge he has to be able to keep himself in that fight? Or is that a testament to something that Davis might be lacking at this point in his early, his young career? Because he is a young man, 20-something years old. He even said post, uh, post-fight. He has a lot to learn. You know what I mean? He's still learning. He's still growing. And I respect that about him. For him to even get up there and say that instead of trying to brag and boast. Like he just came out and was the best thing since sliced bread. He let it be known. You know, I'm young. I'm still learning. Still got a lot to learn. And I learned a lot from this fight. I respect him for that, man. Salute to both of you guys out there, man, for stepping in that ring in the first place. It was a good fight. Uh, I respect both of those fighters coming out of that fight. And that's what DeVille thinks about that. But if you came here for some discipline, I'm going to give it to you. Discipline of the day. What I learned from that fight, looking at both sides, is no matter what, no matter what happens, you go in there with a game plan. That game plan might not necessarily be working the way that you want it to, but you still have to stick in it. Whether you hurt your Achilles or not. Whether you're able to knock a man out in the third round, the second round, the sixth round, or not. You stick in there. You adapt. You adapt. You think on your feet. You keep moving. You keep pressing forward. You fall back when you need to. Sometimes you have to slow down. Sometimes you need to speed it up. But eventually, if you're persistent and you're constantly thinking and you're staying on top of your toes, not getting complacent, 
and not being discouraged when things are not going exactly the way that you want them to go, eventually you will knock a motherfucker out. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast. I love each and every last one of y'all. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated because either way, you made a difference, my friend. If I don't talk to you all no, y'all no more, happy new year. Um, I am getting ready, preparing myself to go to California and see my daughter for her birthday, second year in a row. This will be, I will be leaving New Year's Day. So, I plan on documenting part of the trip as much of the trip that I care to because, like, you know, I'm going to be with my kids. So, I'm not going to just be out here trying to whip out and video everything that goes on the whole time because I'm going to actually be <laughs> interacting with my child. So, but I'm going to try to bring y'all as much footage of things that I find interesting while I'm out there. And hell, you might even get a podcast while I'm out there. But either way, man, y'all be safe. I'm out of here. Peace.